If you click on a bunch of links on Wikipedia, you eventually end up in philosophy. That's what they say. Hello, everybody. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is Good Bad Show, the podcast where everything's made up and the points don't matter. The show where Matt is cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when in doubt, Matt defaults to stating that he's cool. Which you I mean, just get to you know, steal. You just get to steal other lines. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That that puts me at disadvantage. Maybe so. I, you're at a bit of a disadvantage with our intro because I think about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, by a little bit, I mean like 40 seconds before I hit start. Yeah. Uh, and then you're kind of tasked with responding immediately. I, th- I think you just go the uh, the not respond route. You just also prepare your own thing. And every show will start off with two things that maybe they compare, maybe they contrast, maybe they're identical, and we go off and get married. I don't know something. What are we talking about tonight? Well, Matt, tonight we're going to talk about one of the greatest things, one of the greatest inventions of humankind. Oh, that thing we're going to talk about. It, it's, it's really like if I had to choose an object to represent me, mm-hmm. what object do you think I might choose to represent my values, my tastes, my, my sort of way of moving through the world? Can you think of what object that might be? Bike. See, you're, you're close. I, I, as I was describing it, I figured like, Oh, he's probably, he's probably going to say you bike. You said your way of moving through the world, which is literally a bike. I don't know yeah. what, what else moves you through the world. That's not what I'm talking about, Matt. I'm not talking about a bike, although that'll be a later episode, I assure you. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about tonight is simpler than a bike. It is cast iron cookware. Oh, well. Yeah. Let me start by saying that I was never cooking growing up as a kid. I think some people cook in their house, maybe, in mm-hmm. their, when they're in middle school and high school or something, or even as a kid, they might help out. Sure. I never did that. Uh, I was never involved in cooking. I got to college and I met some people that were into cooking and I slowly started to pick up a little bit. And, you know, after graduating, you know, now I cook basically every night, probably four to five nights a week, every week yep. uh, I spend cooking. I really enjoy cooking. I think it's, uh, it's, it's nice for me to have that ritual and to, you know, think about what I'm eating and to, you know, be a little bit creative every night. I appreciate that. And when I first started cooking, I first started cooking on the kinds of pots and pans that I think almost every college student that never cooked before but is just learning to cook uses, which is to say nonstick pans that cost $14 at Target or Ikea. I thought you were right? going to say George Foreman Grill, but yeah, okay, that too. Oh yeah, sure. If you're using, one of the, if you're using a, a brand name device, then you might be in a different, a different boat. But if you're you know, putting a pan on the stove and you're in college and you haven't cooked much, I bet, you know... dollars to donuts that you're using one of these cheap nonstick pans yep this episode could be just about how cheap nonstick pans are objectively bad but instead we're gonna we're gonna go high matt and we're gonna talk about how cast iron pans are objectively (laughs) good and we're not gonna focus on the negative okay good i I don't want i'm tired of mudslinging let's talk about some good stuff here is the bad rap that i think cast iron gets tell me all about it i think people think cast iron is old-fashioned and I think people associate old-fashioned things with being bad. Does that seem fair? does seem fair. I actually can remember the first time I learned about cleaning, or well, more like lack of cleaning, cast iron. I thought, ooh, gross. What, yeah, it's funny. Why, why do people do this? I think I vaguely remember having that reaction, and now I don't even think about it at all, yeah. even, even a little bit. Um, so yeah, people think it's old-fashioned, and people always think that something's I mean, old and must wrong. not be good. They're not wrong that it's old-fashioned. It is. Yeah, but it's one of these old-fashioned things that is time-honored, and the fact that it's old-fashioned just means that it works really, really well, mm-hmm. and thus it has survived all this time. Like bread. Bread is old-fashioned. Yeah, exactly. I love making some old-fashioned bread in my old-fashioned pans and pots. So people think they're old-fashioned. Uh, people also complain that they're heavy. People use them improperly, which is what you're getting at there with the, uh, you don't clean them, right? So for those of you who don't know, cast iron is naturally seasoned with, you know, fats and oils. So the pan itself is just basically raw iron if you get one that's unseasoned. 
most of them, if you buy them now from, you know, the store or something, they come pre-season, which means they've already had a layer of fat baked into them. But uh, they're not naturally nonstick. They're just this layer of uh, fat has become oxidized and attached chemically to the surface of the iron, which makes it a good cooking surface, uh, which means that what you don't want to do with a cast iron pan is clean it with soap ever. And you really, really don't want to put it in the dishwasher ever, uh, which is funny that something I love is such an enemy of something that I don't like. Actually, out of curiosity, I know that you don't do that, but what happens if you do do that? Uh, I mean, if depending on how good your dishwasher is, it might like rip off a lot of the seasoning and then the pan will rust while it's in the dishwasher because the seasoning has been removed. Therefore, the raw iron is exposed to water and soap and heat and will rapidly oxidize. And if you just wash it with soap? If you just wash it with soap, you are going to basically slowly wear away the cooking surface, uh, which means that food will start to stick to it and get burnt to it. And pretty soon, you know, the bottom of your pan is all pockmarked and it's got food crusted onto it and it's mm-hmm. not nonstick anymore and you're like this is a horrible pan what was i thinking i should just go buy a nonstick pan for 14 dollars out of the bargain bin at kmart i feel like i probably ruined a lot of my parents stuff as a kid like i definitely remember like making a grilled cheese and then taking it to the sink and cleaning it off and they probably didn't know that i did that but i definitely did that well matt here's the best thing i guarantee you didn't ruin any pans as a child do you know why why because cast iron pans are impossible to ruin but you just said the soap thing so what that can do is that that can make the surface poor, but the pan itself is totally fine. Uh, and I have a story about this, Matt. So when I started getting into cooking, uh, I mentioned that I, I started, I was introduced to cast iron by a good friend of mine and I developed a pension for it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, mentioned this at some point and my mom was like, you know, I think, I think your grandmother has just a bunch of old cast iron pans in the basement somewhere. And sure enough, my grandmother did in fact have four old cast iron pans in differing sizes that had been her grandmother's pans, so who knows how old they are exactly. And these pans had been uh, not only just left in a pile in a wet basement for a long time, such that they had rusted and even gotten moldy in some scenarios, but they clearly had not been cleaned properly before they were put in that pile in the basement. So there was actually like, you know, ancient food that was stuck to these pans. And my grandmother's opinion was she didn't want to throw these pans out because they were from her grandmother. They were these, you know, family heirlooms, but they were completely impossible to cook on. Like, these pans are just, you can't use them at all. Okay. So. I asked if I could have them, and she said yes, and I managed to rescue these pants, uh, and the way you do that is you basically, through some method, you strip all of the seasoning and old gunk off of the pants. There are a couple different methods. The one that I chose to use is just putting the pans in an oven and then running the oven on a self-clean cycle. So ovens that have a self-clean cycle, what self-clean means is the oven just gets so hot that it burns all of the food and junk on the inside of the oven to a, to a crisp, and then you like open the oven and you sweep these little ashes out and throw them in your trash can. Um, and so if you put a pan in there, which only, only do this with cast iron pans, people, <laughs> and, uh, and exercise caution, because once your oven is on self-clean, most of them, the door actually locks and you can't open it in the middle of the self-clean cycle. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, one of your things is melting or maybe one of your things bursts into flames, you just have to watch it and, uh, and you know, be upset that you've made a mistake. <laughs> but, uh, I, 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 you know, was careful and I did it the right way and basically scorched all of the seasoning and old food and gunk off of these pans so they were completely exposed right like you think of cast iron pans as being black but when i did this to these pans they became the color of like steel right they were like gray except they only stayed gray for minutes before they immediately started to rust they started to turn orange just like a thin layer of surface rust and you could wipe it off with your finger so i did that and then i actually went through the process of re-seasoning the pans which i'll I'll put a, a link to a couple blog posts in show notes which are the 
the epitome of the blog post about reseasoning a pan. You can read a lot of things on food blogs about rub your pans with lard and throw them on a grill or do whatever to reseason your pans. But the way to do it properly is this woman who's a chemist that wrote about it. Uh, you use a certain type of oil and you put it actually in a pretty low heat oven and do it over and over again. This is all boring radio, but the point is these pans were completely salvaged, like back to looking essentially brand new. There were all these you know, logos and numbers on the bottom of the pans that you couldn't even see at all. They were so covered in junk and surface rust that now you can read perfectly. Uh, I use them to cook almost every single night, which is the same, Matt, that you definitely did not ruin your pan, your, your parents' pans by cleaning them with soap. Uh, you maybe you took a little bit of the surface life out of them, but that is one of the other great things about cast iron. They're impossible to kill with normal means. I mean, I guess you could put them in like a forge and melt them back down, but with you cooking in your kitchen, you're never going to kill a cast iron pan. What is the line between a pan that is like perfectly seasoned and you've used it for everything and over time it's gotten better versus like totally covered in gunk and you got to do this cleaning process? I think the line there is largely just how you care for the pan. So if you clean it the way you're supposed to clean cast iron, which is basically just with hot water and some sort of scrub brush. Uh, if you do that thoroughly after every time you use the pan, then it will gradually get better for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. I'll probably have to reseason my pans after, I don't know, five or 10 years or something, just because, you know, slowly little parts do get a little bit messed up and the reseasoning process is not a huge deal. Yeah. Um, on the contrary, if you either clean them with soap or you don't clean them thoroughly so there's still a little bit of stuff left in the pan every time you use it, then the next time you put the pan on the stove, that stuff kind of gets burned on and caked and it just slowly builds up and then you have a huge mess on your hands. Mm. Um, so I think cast iron pans suffer from this misconception because they are so easy to use improperly, which is to say that they're the only pans that you don't quote unquote properly clean with soap and water. Uh, and if there was any concern about them being, you know, unsanitary, I mean, they're, they're pans, they get super hot. Like the whole thing is that they're cooking food inside of them. So there's not really any concern that you're going to, by not cleaning your pans with soap, uh, with soap, make them dirty and actually what make if, them sick or something. Uh, what if you're cooking poop or something? What then, Andy? Well, if you're cooking poop, that's a very interesting point you brought up there. Uh, I would still guess that hot water uh, and a thorough scrub down of the pan would probably be fine, is my guess. Okay, I'm just, here, I'm just here to ask all the really important questions, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, because they are different from other pans, and I think a lot of people don't know how to use them properly, and it's not complicated. It's not like, you know, a skill you have to learn. It's just you clean it a certain way, and you, you know, cook with it a certain way. Uh, but because there is limitations to how it can be cleaned and cared for, I think that's one of the big reasons that cast iron gets a bad rap, because almost nobody benefits from the excellent cooking surface of a properly seasoned cast iron pan. Most people have this old pan that they don't know how to clean that someone handed down to them, and they're like, well, it's a piece of junk, and that's just what cast iron is. Yeah. So is there anything in... Um, well, you're a guy who designs stuff for people to use. I feel like a lot of the ethos that uh, guys like you and I who do this stuff, sorry to break the, the secrecy that we're designers working on user interface stuff. Gasp! When we do that, I feel like one of the mantras is you have to design something simple enough for somebody to understand it without too much instruction, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's generally my goal, right? Uh, if you're talking about software or something, is my, one of my big pet peeves is the software that you open up and the first thing it does is just splatter a bunch of tips to tell you how to use it in front mm -hmm. of it. It's like, well... Either it's clear I know how to use it or it's not, right? So is there a downside to a thing like a cast iron pan where it has a bad rap because it, it's, it's not designed in a way that uh, makes it intuitive for you to know that this is how you clean it? 
Like, do you, do you blame this on the culture or do you blame this on the thing itself where like, well, it's, it's people think it's bad because everyone is stupid. Like if we took that approach, wouldn't we be just considered bad designers? Uh, I think you're right. I think that's a very good argument uh, in that if I was critiquing the design of this as a product, uh, certainly I would say that is the reason it has been less successful, which is to say that I think most people don't think of cast iron as good cookware. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most people definitely don't see it as what I think it is, which is for almost every normal cooking application in a normal like home kitchen, like the best cookware you could use, like forget your copper core, all clad or whatever. Uh, I think in a lot of situations, cast iron is actually just even better than that. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. It has a, cast iron pants have a bad onboarding process. <laughs> uh, they do not have uh, a clear path to, to use and care. Um, and that's a situation where I don't know how to do that any better, right? Because the things that make the pan good are the things that make it a difficult, uh, difficult in air quotes. It's not that it's difficult to clean. It's just that uh, the things that make it perhaps unintuitive to clean. Yeah. Um, and I would, I have no facts I can point to to back this up, but I would wonder if prior to, oh, I don't know, let's say the invention of dishwashers and sort of the sanitization movement, uh, whenever that was, maybe when germ theory was figured out. When was germ theory figured out? Do you know when that came about? No, I don't. Um, yeah, I, cast iron pans are old, right? I mean, you can find cast iron pans easily on eBay, at flea markets, whatever, that are like over 100 years old. 100 years ago, cooking culture, the way people clean their homes was totally different. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if the pan was actually very well suited to the way that human beings happen to think of things and think of what constituted clean back then. Uh, and it's kind of that, you know, culture moved on, like our yeah. expectations for what clean is changed and left this thing kind of in, in the dust. That's, that's, that is why I ask, like, did, did culture just fail us? Like, there, there are times where I think, like, maybe we had a better solution that fit a, be- fit a different culture but would be, like, better for everybody. It doesn't fit now, but, like... I don't know if that makes the thing bad or if it makes us bad. Um, well, and I think about that a lot. I don't have an answer to that question. Well, it's funny that I'll take this position on this show, but I would say that we can't be dogmatic about the amount of uh, investment we're going to ask of the audience of a product, right? Because it's a balance that has to be struck on an individual basis, depending on what the product is. Mm-hmm. Like, to go back to bicycles, uh, bicycles are terrible if you don't know how to ride them. And if you've never ridden a bicycle before, they're really difficult to learn how to ride. So to say that, well, this thing's a terrible product because why doesn't it just come with four wheels and you can just pedal it uh, and go way slower and it weighs a lot more and there's more to take care of. Uh, the bicycle has made the case that it's worth that initial investment because the payoff is so high. And that um, is another one where like the culture, our own culture around bikes is like, it's almost like a milestone of childhood to learn how to ride yeah. a bike. Like we've all decided collectively that that's a good thing. Whereas cast iron pans, we've moved on. Like we haven't decided collectively anymore that that's a good thing. I think definitely culturally our attitudes towards cooking have changed um, on, on a big scale. Like the, it's much easier to just this get prepared food. This episode is sponsored food. by Blue Apron. Yeah, sure. Cook. Exactly. Who- send it to you.com blue apron who apparently has like you know uh, basically slave labor packing their their boxes if you look at that recent new york times article um yeah so i think our attitudes towards food and cooking have changed certainly um which is probably part of that but but yeah i mean and then to make other like obvious examples like reading is hard but the value of reading is so great that no one would ever consider saying well it's not worth it to have reading because you know books have this big barrier to entry. So there's a certain amount of uh, of work I think you're able to ask of people in certain scenarios. And and yes, you know the the nonstick pan that you can just throw in the dishwasher 
sounds easier. It sounds like it's going to be good, but I would argue that the the payoffs of knowing how to use cast iron and learning how to do it and recognizing you do have to learn how to do it uh, far outweighs any benefit you get from just being able to chuck your target pan in the dishwasher. Have actually have you actually hit on the points of what is good about the cast iron pan actually once you learn how to use it and you're actually using it, what what makes it what makes the food better? Why is Let's that go better there. than the stick? Because I don't so, know. I don't know that stuff. I'm learning in this episode, Andy. This is this is what the show is for. We we do all different kinds of things, Matt. So uh, I won't get into nonstick too bad because I I will really go in hard on that. <laughs> but let's compare it to other pans, right? So you have just aluminum pans with some, any kind of coating on the inside. You have you know copper pans, uh, stainless steel pans that are, are on the outside, something like that. Um, so one of the big differences with cast iron that makes it better at cooking a lot of things is that cast iron pans have a lot more uh, mass than pans that are smaller and lighter. Uh, when you make a pan out of stainless steel or something, uh, it's usually much thinner and lighter because it's easier to use on the stove. But mm-hmm. a heavy cast iron pan holds a lot of heat, uh, which means if you are searing meat, uh, for example, you can leave a cast, iron sto- a cast iron pan on the stove for a few minutes on the burner on high, let that build up a lot of heat energy that can then be rapidly transmitted to the meat when you put it in the hot pan, much faster than if you just you know, put uh, the meat on the pan and then turned the thing up to hot and then waited for it to heat up. So the fact that it actually is heavy, uh, it's a feature. It's not a bug, right? It's, it's a big, heavy pan because having control over that heat is good. Um, it also means that you can have a sort of long cooking times where there's a very consistent temperature, right? Because fluctuations in the, the burner aren't going to immediately affect the pan so much because, because the pan is so big and holding so much energy itself. Um, that's also a downside. For certain types of cooking, you do want to rapidly move between temperatures. Uh, you want to be able to very you know, quickly go from hot to cooler. Um, that's something that copper pans are really good at. Um, but I would argue, again, for most home cooks in their house, they actually want to avoid that at almost all costs. You know, if you're making a, if you're a really good saucier, then yeah, you want to be able to control that temperature. But if you're at home and you're just cooking something, I think most people would benefit from having a much slower, uh, a much shallower curve in sort of the change of temperature, which is something that cast iron gives you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and one of the cases I'll make for it is that all of these things also make it basically the best pan for a first time cook it's good for experienced cooks too but um you know whenever my younger cousins or people go to college oftentimes we'll get them a cast iron pan or two because uh it's if you're gonna learn how to cook it's a great pan to learn on because you can't ruin it right mm-hmm. uh, and, and non-stick you can ruin in so many ways for example leaving it on heat with no food in it ruins a non-stick pan uh using any kind of metal utensil ruins a non-stick pan um that doesn't happen with cast iron ever so you can make all the mistakes you could possibly want and you're never going to ruin your pan uh, and also it has all these kind of forgiving aspects of it, which I think are really great. Um, so those are two things that are good about it. Um, the nonstick surface that is developed b- with a well-seasoned pan uh, is so close to being just as nonstick as a nonstick pan, and it's far more nonstick than a regular stainless steel pan. Like if you have a pot to you know, cook spaghetti in or something, if you try to like cook something in oil and like saute it in the bottom of that pan, if you don't keep moving it constantly or you know, put a lot of fat in there, it's going to get stuck to it. It's going to burn to the bottom. Right. Um, Cast iron is much less nonstick than your average stainless steel or whatever pan. Um, mm. A nonstick pan, a brand new one that's got a great surface, is less sticky. And there are circumstances where you do want a nice nonstick pan, like, you know, omelets or something. But uh, for most cooking, I would say that you probably don't want that. You probably just want a nice cast iron pan that's reasonably seasoned. Um, those are all good things about it. Cast iron can go right in the oven and you're never going to hurt it. That's true of some other pans uh, as well that are not cast iron, but it's true of all cast iron. I've never seen a cast iron pan you couldn't put in the oven uh, because they're usually made entirely of cast iron, which is great. Um, the fact that you can't kill them by your own error, right? Like you 
cooking something in them is not going to ruin them. Uh, you also can't ruin them accidentally, right? Like dropping it is probably not going to hurt it. it. They're usually just one solid cast piece with no other components, no other materials, no joints, no rivets, no nothing. Uh, it's a, like as simple a thing. It's just iron in a shape, uh, which I think is, is really, really great. Um, did I make the case enough? Is that, are those, good, those things that are good about cast iron pans? Those are pretty solid. Really, this just leaves me thinking, are we... Um, it sounds like cast iron is pretty great. Now, do we just have uh, a bad culture that doesn't invest in things that are worth the time? Or, yeah, well, or yeah. uh, is there something wrong with the idea of a thing you need to invest too much time in because um, we need to move quickly? I'm, I don't have an answer. Maybe this is something we can explore further, but um, I if, have, my gut feeling is that, like, man, we're just bad people. <laughs> cast, well, iron, cast iron is too good for us. I feel that way, too. That's a good t-shirt. <laughs> cast iron is too good for us. If, if I'm being pessimistic, if I'm being pessimistic, I would say that the quote unquote downfall, the fact that cast iron is no longer considered like premier or even normal cooking wear, uh, I think is probably largely to do with kind of like the capitalism of marketing and new products, right? If everybody has three pans they got from their parents, they got from their parents that work just fine and cook food all the time then there is no market for new pots and pans. There's no market for your new molecular nonstick thing on QVC. There's no market for any of these things. Yep. So I think that advertising, which you know is tasked with basically creating a space in people's minds and hearts for a new product, uh, can be, if you're being pessimistically blamed for the fact that it just kind of paints these old things as old and therefore not good, when in actuality, you know, if you buy a nonstick pan at, a, at Target and take that with you through college, I, the chances that that nonstick pan comes out of the other side of your time in college, not completely destroyed, uh, are basically nil. Uh, like those pans just don't last. Uh, so you have to buy another one, which again, if we're being pessimistic and kind of, you know, conspiracy theory, like it's big pots and pans out there trying to convince us to buy new things. Um, I think that's part of it. Um, I, I do also think that as attitudes have changed about cooking, like it's just natural that yes, cast iron pans require like the smallest amount of learning and investment over other types of types of pots and pans and as cooking becomes valued less by individuals at home uh in our culture it's natural that things that require any amount more investment you know get pushed to the side and then you get your things like your george foreman grill which you know advertise themselves to have no investment like don't even think about cooking just put things on this magic sandwich plate and it'll come out magic um so i think it's a combination of those two things like yeah part of it is yeah i think that Cast iron is great, and it's kind of a failing of culture that more people don't recognize that, which is why we're here, which is why we're here doing, the, doing the Lord's work. So really what we need is we need a cooking episode to decide whether cooking is good, and then if cooking is good, then cast iron can be good. Great. I will uh, put that on the list of topics. We really just got to go up the chain, and then we, then we have uh, uh, Then we just arrive at humanity again. <laughs> yeah, then we just keep going. We go to, to bread, and then cooking, and then humanity, and then... The world and the universe, and then should should anything be anything, or should just yeah. nothing be? Should should just nothing be? If you click on a bunch of links on Wikipedia, you eventually end up in philosophy. That's what yep. they say. Yep. So, Andy, should should there be, or should there not be? Yes. Well, man, I really feel like we settled it. We we did. But here's I want to I want to end this episode this way, which is that if you were listening to this and you have never prior owned a cast iron pan. I have a couple of practical recommendations for you. Let's do it. Uh, the first is that the most cast iron pans you will find, uh, if you just look at a cast iron pan on Amazon, you go to a store to buy a cast iron pan, almost all of them are made by a company called Lodge. 
Lodge makes perfectly great cast iron pants. They've been making them for a very long time, uh, and they make them still very similar to how they always made them. Uh, oh, the other thing I forgot to mention, cast iron pants are so affordable, Matt. They are so, so, so cheap. Uh, like, people will be shocked. Like, a good-sized cast iron pan, it's probably, I'm going to guess, 15 bucks on Amazon right now. Let me see. That I, I probably have $15 right now, Andy. I bet you do. I bet you do. Give me a moment. I'm going to check cast... my bank account, but I would be willing to bet I have $15. Cast iron skillet. Let's see here. Castironskillet.com slash Andy slash Lodge. Okay, so maybe a little more. We're looking at like maybe twenty bucks. Here's like a some a cheaper brand. It looks like it's sixteen bucks. Pretty uh, steep. You point is lied. these things. Here we go. A three piece set uh, for thirty bucks. I mean, these things are very affordable compared to other pans. Um, so if you want to do it the easy way, go get a large cast iron pan. You will be totally happy, and nothing will ever fail you. However, uh oh, if you're listening to this show, uh oh, and you're like me at all, uh oh, I need to tell you about pre-World War II cast iron. Well. Because <laughs> the way in which cast iron pans were manufactured and still are manufactured to this day is they make molds out of sand and then they pour the molten iron into the sand and then once the iron has cooled, they knock the sand off, right? And then you have a pan. Uh, this is all done by a factory, I'm pretty sure. If you buy a large cast iron pan and you look at the surface, you will see that it looks like sand. It's a little, a little bit- stippled. A little bit stipply on the surface of a new cast iron pan from Lodge, mm -hmm. uh, right. which is totally fine. It's not going to interrupt your cooking at all. Uh, go for it. But Matt, prior to World War II-ish, uh, most companies, after getting that pan out of the sand mold, would then put it through a process where it would be machined to a perfectly smooth surface, especially on the inside. So get the pan out of the mold, put it in a machine that's going to basically grind it down and sand that surface to being perfectly smooth which is a little bit better for, for cooking. It, really, it is a little bit better. Okay. Um, so if you, are, if you live anywhere not in a major city, uh, go to your nearest flea market or you know, antique store or you know, whatever, and they will de almost definitely have a little shelf in the corner of old cast iron pans uh, and look for ones that basically have a smooth interior. They don't have that pebbly texture. Now, um, if even we if get one of these, do we have to go through this whole reseasoning process? Um, Mostly not usually. Uh, the, the sort of most of the flea markets and antique stores I've been to, uh, the person that has that shelf of cast iron pans on consignment is a person like me that reseasons them for fun and then resells them. Um, so most of them are going to come that way. If you find one that's totally gnarly and you're in love with it, you can reseason it. So know that's, a, that's available to you, but you can definitely find ones that are like properly seasoned and ready to go at these places. Um, so that'll probably cost you a little more than a lodge pan, depending on where you are and the inflation of antiques in your area. Um, but those pans are really worth it. And I think they're really something special if you can get your hands on one. So if you're out there, want to get involved in cast iron, that's a good place to, to, to start looking. Well, I think, I think we really just settled it. The audience is definitely going to get it and decide for themselves. Yeah. And report back. Mm -hmm. and if you want to ogle cast iron that is not worth buying because the shipping's too expensive, you can look at it on eBay too. A lot of really nice old cast iron on eBay that is just too expensive. Don't buy cast iron on eBay. And don't buy it from Best Made Co. when they have their cast iron thing. Yeah, I have opinions about that too. But well, they just they sell them for like hundreds of dollars after they reseason them because I don't know because they don't because people don't know they can go to a flea market and get it for themselves. Well, that's how capitalism works. Do 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 ba doom doom.